Alright, g'day guys, welcome back to the 78M podcast. I'm Sam, on the other end as always is Maxwell, and that's probably the cheesiest intro I think we've ever done, Max, but look, it works. But enough about us, we are joined on the line by all-time lows, very own Alex Gasketh. Alex, welcome to the show, first of all, and thank you for being on said show. How's it going? Hi, thanks for having me on. This is this is wonderful. It's going uh, it's it's going really well. I uh, you know I appreciate the concise, well put together introduction, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to happy to be chatting with you guys today. How are you? Do you ever get like some Good, real wind up like ones where scripted. where people like give you the longest like I suppose on on an actual radio it's all wind up right? I, the best ones are, are where, especially on Zoom, because there's a bit of a delay, the best ones are where the intro like really drags on for a minute and I'm like not sure when I'm supposed to jump in and interrupt. So then you just have me stuttering over the people introducing me for 20 minutes. It was like, ah, 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 ah. Yeah. yeah, so you guys did a good job of not doing that. Consummate professionals. Well, no one, no one really gives a shit about what we have to say, so we do it that way. So um, we start the podcast, Alex, the same way every time and you're no exemption to the rule so what have you been spinning on your playlist lately um man what have i been listening to i am a big fan of kenny hoopla and everything he's been putting out um i have been super into man i wish i had my phone on me right now i had to plug my phone in because it was dying and right now is when i'd be pulling up my spotify and seeing what i recently listened to um (laughs) you know what it is for me it's that like i jump into like I'll look up playlists. So I'll hit, I'll look at like chill indie or like summer pop vibes, shit like that. And then, you know, I'll, I'll discover so much music that way. And I'll hit like favorite, favorite, favorite. And then I have to go back like numerous times and remember what artist it was and find the song <laughs> again. Uh, I think Biba Doobie's sick. Yes. I don't know if you guys have, have checked her out lately. Biba Doobie's rad. Um, I love the new Pale Waves record. I think it's really cool what they did. Um, what else? I mean, it goes without saying, but like the the newest Weekend album is very much on repeat for me a lot. It's very good. That's a pretty good lineup there. I mean, we have we did a bit of research and we noticed that you've been listening to a band called Regal Lily, who for those people who don't know, it's a, it's a three-piece from Japan, female-fronted. Yeah. And I mean, it's pretty niche, but pretty unreal. How'd you stumble across that? Was that one of those random playlist smash the favorite button? Yeah, it was 100% just a random stumble. Um, I found it, I think I found a, a, the, like one of the music videos was posted on, shared on some website and I was like, this is really cool. Um, and I love the vibe of it and how raw and just authentic it feels. It feels, it reminds me of like all the bands that were coming up around the time that we were coming up. And so it's cool to hear people making music in that vein. Um, yeah, I just, I gravitated to it. It was very cool. And like, despite the fact that I don't speak or understand a lick of Japanese, um, the songs are catchy as hell, so I was super into it. Man, music transcends all those boundaries, right? <laughs> Absolutely, it really does, and that—that's like proof in the pudding, right there. I was—I was jamming out all last night. <laughs> hell yeah! We've, well, we're here to chat once in a lifetime, and you know, it, it's fun, it, it's punchy, it's got that kind of uh, summer pop vibe that you said you were searching for uh, in those playlists. It's—it's it's got bass that's thicker than like the kid that had to repeat second grade. But, you know, how did it come together through lockdown, through COVID? How did all that happen? How, like, how did the song come to form in all of the... We, we started writing uh, towards the end of last year because we really, uh, we kind of realized that touring wasn't coming back as soon as we'd hoped. And um, really, it was one of the very few things that we could control. 
you know, having just put out a record uh, in April of 2020, like we didn't really expect that we'd get back to writing so soon. Usually we go on tour for two years and, and that's kind of like where we switch gears. But um, in this case, it just felt right to get back in the studio and start writing again. You know, some of it started like this, uh, writing virtually over Zoom, but then um, we were fortunate enough to be able to get some traveling done safely and uh you know get in a room with some of our producer friends um andrew goldstein who we worked with on monsters um and and myself and jack kind of like cooked up once in a lifetime um together actually in the same room so that felt really good to be making music like <laughs> not remotely for once and i think i think you know the energy of being in the room together just we we found something that that felt awesome and felt like the logical next thing and at that point it was like well let's just keep putting out music because again it's it's really all we have control of yeah absolutely we've had a lot of people talk about um like when they're writing over zoom it's been in some ways more uh productive in the sense that you can you can get down you can nut out like 95 riffs in a row and then you send them over and then like there you go play with that but it loses that emotional yeah. connection as you said of like of being in a room did you find that you guys did have a burst of productivity when you were doing stuff over Zoom? I would say we got, kind of to your point, we got a lot of good starts and a lot of like building blocks for things that eventually will become songs or did become songs once we were able to like actually get under the same roof. I think the, the one thing that you kind of lose is, is a bit of that uh, intangible chemistry that happens when you're sitting there in real time, just riffing back and forth, especially when it comes to like, great lyrical hooks or great kind of melodic runs and things like that. It's harder, I find, to write that stuff um, in a collaborative way uh, over Zoom. But, you know, it, it definitely, we, we got some really cool ideas out of writing this way. Um, a lot of, like you said, just riffs and, and melody runs and like bits and pieces of songs that could become choruses or verses or whatever. And so we have all that kind of we have a stockpile of that now waiting to go for when we actually make an, make another record. People chat a lot about bring me the horizon and, and the fact that, you know, they've changed the sound so much, but for you guys, it's always sort of been a, a constant evolution. And, um, you know, you started in pop punk and now, you know, once in a lifetime has got this sort of almost indie pop rock sound, but, um, it seems like music for you guys is just fun and, and you're enjoying wherever the process takes you and you know, that's just how you roll. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think, you know, we, we did come from sort of a pop punk background and, and that's what we uh, cut our teeth writing and making. And, um, you know, I think a lot of that still goes into the way we make music now. I think we try to always hark back to like our, our origins and what made this band this band. Um, but you know, it's, it's tough because you always need to evolve and you've got to stay creatively exciting for yourself and for your listeners. And I think it's a challenge for pop punk bands to evolve. You know, I think that's, that's one thing that, um, the cards are really stacked against this genre. It's hard to sort of mature or not mature, but it's hard to grow beyond, um, sort of the, the stuff that, that we started out doing. And so, um, you know, as it gets to songs like Monsters and Once in a Lifetime that are that are actually having this like crossover potential and, and starting to connect with people in a more universal way. I think it's really about finding that balance of like, you know, the the energy and the the, the things that made our music connect with people to begin with. Um, but just applying what we know now to it as far as like, you know, really honing in on great concepts that people find relatable and 
melodies that that go a little bit beyond maybe what one might typically hear in our older music. Um, just a bit more thought into the process, and, and that's been really helpful for us. And I think again, it's just about evolving. You know, it's it's we don't want to. We've never wanted to chase. We've never wanted to try and sound necessarily like what's on the radio or, or whatever at a given time. It's really just been about having a good time for us, like you said, and making what we want to make. Um, and sometimes that takes us in a weird direction. Sometimes it takes us back to how we started. Um, but at the end of the day, it's always like we're trying to just put our best foot forward and, and do what makes us happy and what we want to go out on stage and play that year. Uh, Cause it's <laughs> fucking miserable. It's fucking miserable to play songs you don't like. And, and so we try to avoid, try to avoid doing that at all costs. <laughs> yeah. Good point. We used to have a, a question in our interviews and it was pretty brutal, but we'd say, if you had to cut one song from your set list, what would it be? So oh, Alex, if you had to cut one <laughs> song from your set list, what would it be? <laughs> this is a good one that I don't even have to hesitate to answer because I'm so fucking sick of playing it. Um, it's a song It's a song called Lost in Stereo, and it's a staple in our set. It always has been since it came out. And I love the song, <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's, it's, like, it's a song that I do truly love, but we have played it probably at every show for the last 10 years. So I'm ready for that song to fuck off forever. <laughs> like I can, I'd love to just, uh, but you know what? Jack, it's the one thing Jack and I butt heads about the most is whether He's Lost in Stereo is going to be on the set list. He loves that song <laughs> and refuses to let it go. So it's a hard one. It's a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> you have to find a point. Well, you chatted before about the crossover between, you know, pop punk um, foundations and mixing it with, you know, sounds that you want to explore and for me black bear has always been one that has been interesting and you guys collaborated with him on monsters when you did is he a secret pop punk boy at heart like i always get the vibe he's a you know he's a bit of a an emo punk boy from way back he's gone into a <laughs> for sure. pop element <laughs> for sure i mean i think i think like ultimately he kind of he kind of came up in the same circles we did. I think he was going to Warp Tour at the same time we were going to Warp Tour and idolizing the bands that were playing Warp Tour at the time and all that. So I think his his venture into music came like stemmed from the same place. He just uh, you know went down a different path as far as what his own music sounded like. But um, the dude I will say can is a phenomenal writer. He he can write a song. Um, and when we sent him the the idea for monsters and what eventually became monsters it was really interesting because like we had finished the song and i had a different second verse and we we just kind of cut my part out for verse two and sent it to him and just said do what you think would be cool here and so he you know he wrote his parts and it really like it opened our eyes because at the time it really like spoke to where music is at the moment which is a it's like a collaborative like maelstrom of you can do whatever the fuck you want genre wise these days like nobody cares anymore there used to be all these genre walls and if you went too far one way you were a poser you know like you weren't punk enough or you weren't you know adhering to your scene that you came up in and like now there's really none of that you know you can go like second verse is the wild wild west at this point and the fact that you know bear came and delivered what he delivered elevated the song so much but it's like it's really affected the way we write now going forward because we're just not necessarily interested in adhering to the rules that we set ourselves to begin with. We're, we're trying a lot of different things in our, in our songwriting now. And that's really fun. It, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that was nail on the head. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, 
I was going to say it like... Sorry, I blacked, I blacked out for a second there. No, that was that answered like that and like the two follow-up questions that we had. So you know what? That that works. <laughs> nice, nice. So taking a turn then, uh, you know, it seems like everywhere we've been looking, uh, all-time low has been popping up on, on all of our feeds, especially with the TikTok emo lifestyle trend that's been like going nuts. Did you guys think yeah. like... Were you, were you a bit shocked or surprised about how viral that, that went so quickly? <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, the, the, I still don't fully understand the nature or the power of TikTok and what it can do. Um, and that's proof right there. Uh, but I mean, I, it's, I'm never going to be upset about something like that. I think it's really rad that like after all this time, we're, we just did the math the other day. I think we're like 17 or 18 years into this band at this point. We started in high school and like, 2003. So yeah, 18 years. Your band can and, drink uh, in Australia. No, maybe not in the US, but in Australia, right. man. <laughs> the band's the band's going out and partying. <laughs> finally. Um, and like, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's really cool to see a song like that that was so defining for us early on in our career come full circle and connect with people uh, who may have not even heard it back then, who may have been five years old back then. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's cool to see a new generation take on... Um, you know, the nostalgia, but also sort of the appeal of, of what made it exciting back then for, for people our age as we were making the music, you know? And, um, you know, I, I truly welcome like anybody, uh, any new generation into the fold of like what this music and the scene was all about, because I think music was really exciting at that time. And there was something amazing that came from it then. And then for whatever reason, you know, things shift, to, uh, tides turn. And like, um, you know, I think like rock in general took a bit of a, a bit of a hit as far as where it stood in the grand scheme of things, um, culturally speaking. And, and it's really exciting now to see it kind of come full circle in all its different variations. So I'm hype. <laughs> and you can work more love, more love for dear Maria, please. <laughs> you can welcome in on a whole new generation to play lost in stereo too, for another thousand, uh, you know, iterations. <laughs> it's all backfiring on me. It's all backfiring. <laughs> well, Alex, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, once in a lifetime, it's streaming now on, on, every platform that you uh you could possibly want to check it out on so everyone who's listening yes. go check it out now and uh yeah before we go what's what's next for, for alex gaskar for, for all-time low uh for alex gaskar i'm gonna go have a cheeseburger no um Shit i don't yes. know like i think <laughs> i think uh yeah it's dinner time almost <laughs> i think um we obviously we just put out once in a lifetime uh, there's more music in the can i think i don't know where it's building yet whether it's going to be another album or an EP or just maybe we sprinkle songs throughout the year. Um, but sure as shit, there will be more to content to be had. And uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's coming, coming sooner than later. So I'm Hell excited. Yeah. And you know, I just, I just want to get back on the road guys. I just want to start playing shows again. Trust us. We I, want, we want know. to get like all the artists back out to Australia. So we know exactly how that feels. <laughs> I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. And I hope it's okay that I've been swearing this whole time. I hope you're not a PG podcast. Absolutely. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> cool. Sweet. Good. Glad to hear it. Awesome. Well, awesome. Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. Too easy, man. That uh, that's wraps it up for us. Ripper. Rad. Appreciate y'all. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Thanks for taking the time, man. No, our pleasure.